Welcome to Pod of My Own by Mind of My Own, hosted by Yvonne Anderson and Scarlett Chinetti, a tech for good podcast that covers children's participation, co-production, and children's social care and well-being. This podcast is designed to ensure that young people's voices and opinions are championed and empowered in all aspects of their lives. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hi everyone, and welcome to episode two of our Get to Know the Team series. We wanted our first series to showcase the skills and diversity of our team. Working in tech is not all about coding. Everyone at Mind of My Own has different backgrounds that all add to the unique richness of our company. Today, I'm going to be speaking to Hunter Jones, who is our senior account manager. We're going to be talking about all things Mind of My Own and implementation. Enjoy. So the first question that we always like to ask our guests is who from your childhood would you most like to meet up with for a drink today and why? Uh, That's a good question. Uh, I've had a little think about it and I think um, the person that I would most likely to meet up or the most like to meet up with would be my old school headmaster when I was, um, I guess I I must have been in primary school. and uh, the reason is because he was always seemed like such a nice man, so approachable. Um, there were a couple of times when I got sent to his office for, you know, disrupting the class and things like that. Um, and he would always, you know, he wouldn't shout. He wouldn't um, he wouldn't get angry. He'd, he'd, he'd always try and find out what's going on with each student and why they might be acting up or why they are being so disruptive and he'd always you know you'd you'd go in there he'd offer you a a glass of coca-cola um which was always really relaxing and it he just you know took took a lot of the 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 tension away straight away and just really wanted to find out what was going on with uh you know what was going on with me basically so I always found that really nice um it actually in turn made me act up even more (laughs) no I'm joking Um, (laughs) you wanted to, to have a chat with him Exactly. No, no, I'm joking. But um, yeah, no, he was always really, uh, really friendly, really welcoming um, and just uh, really open to hearing about, you know, my views and my thoughts about what was going on. And um, I think that that helped me a lot. So, yeah, it would probably be him. Mr. Matthews, his his name was. Um, He was a great man. So, yeah, I'd, I'd love to have a catch up with him. Great. And I assume that you would have a, a nice glass of Coca-Cola. I guess so. I guess so. Maybe a Diet Coke or something. I don't know. It's been a while since I've had any had any Coca-Cola. So, but maybe, yeah, yeah, for old time's sake. <laughs> nice. Um, so you work uh, obviously at Mind My Own, and you're an account manager. Can you talk a little bit more about how long you've been working at Mind My Own, uh, what you were doing before, and kind of what attracted you to um, doing account management here? Yeah, sure. So uh, actually, it's funny we're doing the, uh, this recording now because it's this week marks my third year anniversary. Um, really? I think it, yeah, I think it was on the 27th of November, uh, three years ago. So yeah, a couple of days ago, I've been I've been here for three years now. So um, yeah, it was uh, it was really interesting to start with when I joined because in my previous roles. I I ha- haven't been involved, you know, I hadn't been involved in children's uh, social care or care services or, or anything like that. In fact, I was doing, um, I, I had quite a few other jobs um, when I left uni, but uh, the, my main roles were around account management and, you know, customer relationship management. 
and things like that, uh, which I really enjoyed. I worked mostly for a um, for a, just a, a quite a large American software company, um, and doing. Uh, I kind of worked out from worked up from a, an account administrator. Went to uh, a, I think it was a I think the title was like a customer relationship manager or something, and then an account manager where I was responsible for, you know, renewals of contracts and things like that. So, um, yeah, I really, I really enjoyed it. And, um, I think what I liked most about that previous role was the traveling that I did. I managed to go, uh, cause the, cause the head offices were in America. So I was out in New York and San Francisco and, um, uh, places like that. So it was a bit of a kind of like a, a, a jet setter life for someone who had just, you know, a couple of years after uni. So that was really fun. Um, but ultimately, I think what the reason why I left was because I wanted I felt like I was a, quite a small cog in quite a big machine. And my ideas and you know things that I wanted to do weren't really, um, you know, I wasn't really able to implement them or have any real influence in any decisions. Um, so I decided to first of all, I decided to look for a smaller organization like a startup or something like that. Mm-hmm. And second of all. I wanted to be doing something or working for a, a company where I was making a difference and, and helping um, anybody, basically. So I, I didn't even have in mind, you know, young people in particular or uh, those, you know, especially, you know, vulnerable young people, the the, the kind who use our apps. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so I, I just kind of was started looking around for jobs and I came across Mind of My Own and I was it just really, you know, interested me straight away. Um, the the kind of apps that 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 we make the the kind of work we do with local authorities and then I guess you know doing more more research I I was more interested in in helping this cohort of people in society that these these kind of sometimes forgotten or um, you know really vulnerable young people um, so yeah I, I applied and I had an interview with the uh, it was with Jill, Yvonne, our two directors, and our and the and the co-founder at the time, uh, Joe, Joe Robertson. And um, yeah, and I and I got the job, and I and I haven't really looked back since, to be honest. Been here for three years now, and it's been um, really enjoyable. It's 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 funny because every day is different. I guess another thing that I really like is um, the working from home aspect as well. So a lot of flexibility, and I still get get to travel as well. So with the pilot in New Zealand. Um, I, I went over to New Zealand a, a couple of times to help them implement it and to run that, I guess, uh, you know, that that trial and pilot period, which was really fantastic. Um, and I'm loving at the moment, I'm loving visiting Scotland. Um, those guys, the local authorities that are coming on board up there are really passionate about children's voices. So that's it's always lovely to um, to go to those to those kind of meetings where everyone is just so excited about uh, using the apps and and uh, and things like that. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Um, you talk about working at a smaller company. I think you have obviously there's pros and cons to working at any type of company, um, but I feel like something that's really special about working at a smaller organization is that you do get to kind of wear those different hats, and um, you know you kind of have to have that mentality where it's all hands on deck and everyone can kind of get involved with different things. And I know that's really helped me because I've always been the type of person that I need to understand um, a lot about how things are run for me to fully, you know, do well at whatever I have to do. So it's been really helpful for me um, to, and I, you know, learning so much 
much and um, getting to be a part of so many different aspects um, rather than just something that's yeah. kind of my daily role. And, and I think and just and, you know, talking about kind of getting up to speed, that was one thing that 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 really uh, that I struggled with a little bit at, at first because I obviously hadn't been involved in any care services. I didn't know anything about children, you know, um, working with local authorities or working with you know, these uh, kind of large uh, NGOs that we work with now or, uh, you know, and things like that. So learning about their structure, learning about what, um, you know, children go through when they when they touch the care system and things like that was, you know, a real struggle to me to get up to speed. But um, it, it, you know, it was really interesting and fascinating. So I feel like um, it, it didn't take me very long. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was a great experience, though. Part of account management um, is doing the implementation of our apps and um, getting them up and running in organizations. And our apps are used across so many different types of organizations. So it might be a residential home where they have, you know, maybe eight kids that live there to local authorities that have hundreds of hundreds of looked after children and also hundreds of hundreds of workers. So um, can you talk a little bit more about implementation and um, how how you tailor the approach um, depending on the size of the organization or maybe the different types of the ones that you work for? Yeah, sure. So that's, that's um, I guess, it could be quite a huge question because, as you said, we work with loads of different types of organizations um, and they are varying sizes. So, for example, a really large local authority, um, you know, we work with places like uh, Manchester and, and Birmingham mm-hmm. and, and Kent. Uh, they all have you know, a huge number of looked after children um, and, you know, Edinburgh as well. So um, some of them also have have different challenges where they're geographically really large as well. I mean, Kent is absolutely huge and Norfolk's really large. Um, There are loads of uh, organizations with that, you know, fundamentally, they do very similar things. They care for looked after children. They, um, you know, they they help the most those, you know, most vulnerable in our society. Mm -hmm. But the way they're set up, they have to do it in different ways, um, just purely because of the, the 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 makeup of that local authority or that organisation. So, right. if we're working with, uh, you know, a very large city like Edinburgh or Manchester or Birmingham, um, then it will be a very very different type of uh, implementation to if we work with. Um, you know, a much smaller local authority or uh, a, a, you know, geographically much smaller one um, who, who don't have as many looked after children or who don't have as many children um, going through their going through their care services. So, for example, in a much larger organization, we might look at um, rolling the uh, apps out in a more phased approach. It can really vary uh, depending on the, the the makeup of the organization. For, um, you know, much smaller uh, local authorities or for much smaller um, companies, we, we generally just do a kind of a big bang type of approach where we will just host uh, training sessions, maybe two days or three days in a row, and we'll make sure that we train um, almost all of or as many as possible workers, um, you know, that we can. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, any any anyone else that, that couldn't attend any of the training will just be mocked up after that by uh, by some, I guess, some some remote training. Um, but that's generally the first step, though. So I'm talking about training a lot. That's generally the first step in our implementation or the that's the that's the go live step, I should say. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so when we deliver the training, that's when that organization is live and they can start going out and using our apps. Final question I have, maybe surrounding implementation or um, if someone's listening that already is using your app, is there um, maybe one or two pieces of advice that you would give um to an organization um, to make Mind of My Own successful? And this could, you know, be as broad as you want it to be or as specific as you want to be, um, but just those that are already using our apps or also maybe mm-hmm. those that are interested. Yeah, so we have, um, I guess, a list of Mind of My Own must-haves. And these are, you know, based on our experience, what we've seen works really well in different organizations um, and it can, you know, the, these, these, I guess, actions or these things that you can put in place, they work in local authorities or in, um, you know, a charity using our apps or in a school or in, in almost any organization. Mm-hmm. We've seen these, uh, these things work, you know, really to benefit the implementation. And those are uh, the first one is training. So <clears throat> our, our apps are really easy to use. And the training sessions don't even really have to be very long. They could just be, you know, half an hour or 45 minutes. But as long as the workers who are using their worker accounts know how to use them and know how to introduce the apps to young people, it's it's fundamental, really, in um, in uh, in getting, um, you know, the best out of your implementation. Other things are. Uh, you know, having a strong strategic or, or uh, I guess, a senior lead um, presence. So you need to have that kind of influence uh, to be able to, um, uh, you know, report on how everything's going, to feedback what challenges you've had and and to try and resolve those things from a st- strategic level is really important. Uh, yeah, so the other thing that we uh, always recommend is a dedicated and a really strong operational lead, someone who they don't necessarily their job role doesn't have to be influential, but if they're influential around the office, you know they know uh, the different workers that um, that that your organisation has, and and they can um, in- encourage them to use our apps. Then that's the ideal type of person. They don't even really have to be technically savvy, because like I said, our apps are really easy to use. It's just a case of um, you know ha- having someone that's passionate enough to to spread the word of them and to encourage workers to use them um i guess the final thing that really we see works well is setting some clear um expectations of use so some clear service expectations um workers it's one thing if uh, you know members of staff know about the apps and they're trained on them but it's it it it's kind of brings the whole thing to life if they're told uh, you know this is how you use the apps and this is how we expect you to use them with young people. We, you know, this is how we expect you to introduce the apps to young people and to encourage them to sign up for their own accounts. Or this is how we expect you to help young people prepare for their meetings using these apps and, and different things like that. So setting those clear expectations of workers um, really puts uh, p- puts it into context how, how the apps can be used. So, um, yeah, so that works really well as well. Great. Well, thank you so much, Hunter, for joining me today. Well, yeah, thank you for having me and uh, happy Thanksgiving for this week as well.